I went accidentally viral on TikTok and just started answering questions in the comments. People were just saying, you know, what do you do? I want to hear your stories. And I was not used to anyone wanting to talk about death. I was used to people being like, oh, please don't talk about that. So I just started sharing stories and I was very shocked that people wanted to hear them. And I felt like my path opened up to fulfill that dream of being an author. Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood? Each week, I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times bestselling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Today, I am talking with the absolutely fascinating Nurse Hadley Vlahos. She's a mom who shared her journey and wrote a hopeful memoir on how caring for others can transform a life. Her book is called The In-Between, Unforgettable Encounters During Life's Final Moments. It offers wisdom and comfort for those dealing with loss and provides inspiration on how to live now. When Hadley ended up finding her calling in hospice care at 24, she was most surprised to learn that her patients were actually teaching her how to live. Hadley's a natural storyteller. She was actually so inspired to educate others about hospice care and share stories and wisdom from her patients that she started sharing videos on social media, where she has over one and a half million followers on TikTok. It's one of those things that you, most people just don't talk about. So it's so interesting to learn about and know that it's not taboo. It's not scary. It's going to be a great conversation. Enjoy today's episode. Hadley, thank you for joining me today. I, when I was talking to your publicist about your book and then she was like, showed me all your social media. And I was like, holy cow, through the, your nursing, through your working in hospice care and everything, you have gained a following of people who are just genuinely curious about that world that doesn't get really talked about as much as it should. It seems very mysterious, everything that, you know, that happens. And it kind of is really mysterious in a way too. So when I got to read your book, I was like, this, again, things that don't get talked about, these are amazing stories. So I'm excited to talk to you today about it all and how you do it all as a mother too, in your story. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. First, for people who don't know you, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, I'm Hadley Vlahos. I am a registered nurse. I'm across all social media platforms as Nurse Hadley, and I'm also the author of The In-Between, and I am currently uh, the nonprofit founder of Hadley House, which I am trying to get up and running. 
Oh, that's awesome. I did see something online about you doing that. So incredible. You're just like using your platform for, for good. And I like to see that direction. That's amazing. Take us through your journey that led you from being a young mom to kind of where you are now. I know that's like a big thing, but you can just give us an overview of that because you are an author now, but you weren't always an author. You weren't always Mm -hmm. a nurse. And I know life has thrown different things at you. So before we talk about your book, kind of give us your story of, of everything. Yeah. So I went into college at University, Florida State University, wanting to be a writer. And at 19, the summer between freshman and sophomore year, I ended up pregnant and decided to keep my son. And so I moved back home and said, I don't think writing's going to cut it. Um, I need to find a career that is going to get me working in as little amount of time that will be stable and provide a good income for us. So nursing fit the bill very much so, still does. I'm very supportive of moms going into nursing. Uh, There's so many different options you can choose from of different things that you can do, and it pays pretty well. So Mm -hmm. I went to nursing school, and a couple years later, I became a registered nurse. And after a year of working a couple different jobs, I worked in a hospital, I worked in immediate care, I met my husband while working in a nursing home, and I was a single mom up until that point. And then when I was working in that nursing home, that is when I was exposed to hospice patients for the first time. And I was very intrigued by these hospice nurses that would come in and sit one-on-one with the patient and not have anything to do except whatever this patient needed. And I just loved that. And I was like, this is what I need to be a part of. It was over six years ago, and I have not looked back since. And then three years ago today, so also three years ago, into me, three years into me being a hospice nurse, I went randomly viral and accidentally viral on TikTok and just started answering questions in the comments. People were just saying, you know, what do you do? I want to hear your stories. And I was not used to anyone wanting to talk about death. I was used to people being like, oh, please don't talk about that. Um, so I just started sharing stories and I was very shocked that people wanted to hear them. And I felt like my path opened up to, to getting to fulfill that dream of being an author. I think that everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. And I think that if I would have originally been an author, I wouldn't have succeeded. I needed these experiences to be the author I am today. Tell us about your book for those that are interested and, and want to grab it because it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Like I said, I had all the emotions and I was like crying at some parts. It's so interesting. So I'll let you you tell us about it. Uh, thank you. So I'm a hospice registered nurse. We haven't gotten that yet. And my book is 12 chapters and 12 patient stories. So you can pick up one chapter, read it, and get the entire patient story Or you can read it cover to cover and you will see me go from a brand new hospice nurse who did not believe in an afterlife, who was very lost and confused in life, to a couple years later, uh, taking care of people, feeling very confident in what I was doing, uh, changing my beliefs and believing in an afterlife, and really finding purpose and passion in life. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like a a collection of short stories, you could say. Yeah. 
all the same kind of thing, just different, different patients. And, oh man, I think it was like towards the beginning. I think I marked, marked some things down. You went from thinking these people are just crazy and hallucinating to like medically realizing that there's no reason that they should be hallucinating. There's no reason that they should be crazy. And maybe they are really seeing their relatives that have passed away. And this is something that actually happens and it's not just into life hallucinations. And the more you do it and the more you go through it and you see the same things every time. I don't know if I said this before we started recording or after, but people from all walks of life and all beliefs mm-hmm. were kind of having that same experience at the end. I don't want to give away the name of the book, but I don't know. Uh, it's fine. You can talk about oh, it. Yeah, they are everyone does. It doesn't matter if they believe in nothing, if they're whatever religion it is, however they're raised, whatever their economic status is, they all have the same experiences. Tell us how writing the book, diving into your career, kind of the obstacles or just how you overall had to overcome that motherhood work-life balance and then how you learned that it was okay to ask for help and maybe something that you would tell a, a mom listening that might be in a position like that or a single mom that is trying to, you know, strive for that balance, but you don't want to ask for help. And, you know, you think you want to do it all on your own, even if you're a single mom or, you know, all everything. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely think it's a learning process. And of course, as a single mom, a lot of times your only choice is to kind of survive. And I I was in survival mode for many years where I would, you know, have my son in my lap and I'd be and like, instead of reading Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you say? I would be reading my textbook out to him. And I say it in my book, one of the first people who really helped me, even though I would never ask for help, was my nursing instructor, Miss Lopez, uh, who saw that I was really, really struggling. And she was really concerned because my practice test scores were not going to have me stay in the program if I took the test that was coming up like that day. And she called me to her desk and said, you know, what, what's going on? And I said, I used to be able to study with son and now he's teething and I, I can't get any studying done at all. Yeah. And she didn't give me an option. She didn't just say like, well, I can help if you want it. Like, let me know how you need me. She said, you be at my office on Saturday at 10 a.m. Like it was not an option. And I said, okay. And I showed up and she took my son and said, sit down and study. Um, whenever you have questions, I'm right here. We'll be playing. Like it's just What not- an amazing woman. I know. <laughs> and, you know, she's, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. And I passed the test and I was able to stay in the program. And that was meant because it was just a really hard um, subject for me to understand. Yeah. And I was, of course, able to pass nursing school, but I've learned along the way that like, it's okay to have those people help you. And now I've also learned, even when people are grieving, um, to try to do that, where instead of saying like, oh, let me know if you need anything. And then most people will not say anything to just be like, for example, we have people who are grieving and I texted and said, I'm dropping dinner by this week. Would you prefer Wednesday or Thursday? And you just you tell them exactly what you're doing and you give them a few options, but you don't just leave it open-ended where they're like, well, what does that mean? Does it mean you're willing to come 
clean my car or you're going to talk on the phone. You know, you're like, I don't know what level it is. So whenever you say like specifically, this is how I can help, I think it's so much more helpful. So I try to do that too. Oh, that's smart. As a new mom, if you go like back to being a new mom, like what do you, I need everything. Do you want to come over at 3 a.m. and watch my baby? Please. (laughs) But I feel like as a, as a mom, I would feel so much better if someone, instead of asking, they were specific about it. Hey, Kelly, I'm going to drop by dinner, you know, Monday or Tuesday, which one? Yeah. I think it's super nice. Yeah. That's really nice, Hadley. Oh, good thought. And another thing we do now is we have weekly date nights. We have a night that we do it and getting away and Mm -hmm. getting a moment can be so helpful. And another thing I do that I've shared on social media that a lot of moms seem to like since both my husband and I work in medicine, three kids, and you know how it is. We have, it's almost like a chore chart on the fridge, but it has Mm -hmm. like everything that would need to be clean for the week. It's um, laminated. So it's like erasable. And it would be things like clean the counters, two loads of laundry, just change the sheets, uh, clean the toilet, whatever needs to be done weekly. And my husband and I both have an understanding that we want it checked off by Friday so we can enjoy the weekend. So whenever we each have five minutes, we're both just checking off. And then I found that it really helps take the mental load off of being like, you know, him having to come to be like, what do you need help with? You know, we can just look there and we can be like, oh, okay, the toilets haven't been cleaned this week. I'll go do that real quick. And that feeling of making a list and putting a check on there, there's something huge about that feeling of putting a check on a list. Sometimes I'll write down stuff I already did on a list just so I can check it off and just see it right there. It's like a brain thing. I don't know. (laughs) Our 10-year-old can check things off the cleaning list as well for computer time. So he's always welcome Mm -hmm. to play outside with his friends after doing homework. But if it's computer time, then he has to check things off the list. Mm, that's excellent. How smart is that? Did you just think it of these? Well. Or, yeah. Yeah. You just, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Wow. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to me, yeah. talking about your book. Thank you for sharing all of this and even, you know, being vulnerable in some situations and everything that you wrote. Like, it's, it's helping people and it's fulfilling your dream of being a writer too. Are, are you going to write any more books? Do you have any plans for more? I hope so. We're working on maybe proposal book too. So fingers crossed. Oh, nice. I will keep an eye out for that. Well, Hadley, thank you so much. Um, say again, where everybody who I feel like maybe the whole world is following you on TikTok, but if there's no. that one person out there that's not following you on TikTok, <laughs> tell everybody where so, they can find you online. Nurse Hadley everywhere, all social media. Um, and then my book is called The In-Between Unforgettable Encounters During Life's Final Moments. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to connect with me and the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, threads. Are we committing to threads? Is this a thing? Let's do it. At Kelly Heil, at Moms Who Create Podcast. I'll be back next week with another amazing mom creator. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. On the topic of mental health, more and more, we're seeing children and adolescents struggling with anxiety, low moods, and low self-esteem. This is why early education is incredibly important. The sooner we teach our children about mental health and how to communicate their feelings, the sooner we can actually do something about it. 
This is something that mental health professional and founder of Psych Resources, Norgenta Lada, is hoping to achieve. She noticed that since the pandemic, anxiety in children was on the rise at a global scale and something needed to be done. And so Psych Resources was born. Since then, Psych Resources has created a collection of research-backed activity books designed to help build the skill of emotion regulation so that children can learn to identify, communicate, and manage big feelings. Each and every book is inclusive and interactive, has fun and diverse characters, includes educational activities, and is a great way of keeping the kids occupied away from the screens. Did I mention that they're recommended by teachers and parents? You can check out their website, psychresources.co.uk, where you can find activity books on managing anxiety, building self-esteem, social skills, empathy, and mindfulness. And you can follow them on Instagram too, at psychresources for weekly content on tips on how you can support your child and help build their self-esteem.